Kumlana Bakimara. Today's daf is Ksubis Daf Mem Zayin Ahmed Aleph. This is Monday's Gemara. So we're continuing the Mishnah. We're trying to learn how do you know the father has the right. The next one is Zakai bin Mitziyasa. Anything she finds ends up with the father. It's not written in the Torah. So how do we know that? It's with the Rabbanon. And there's a reason for it. And the reason is Mishum Eva. Eva is a very powerful word. Eva means we don't want to create any animosity. Even worse, acrimony between the two. What exactly? Why would it be Eva? So it's an interesting argument Rashi and Tasis. Rashi learns that Eva is that he has to provide for his daughter. And if he doesn't get at least what she, she finds something, he doesn't get it, he'll stop providing for her. Um, and he won't, he won't provide any further. Tasis learns, however, that uh, a father, even a, a father, definitely if he wants to withhold the Muslims he can, or even in the case, in other words, according to Rashi, he'll stop providing for it. That's what we're worried about. And therefore, we want to make sure to keep him happy that the Matthias go to the father. So according to, uh, according to Rashi, what happens if he doesn't provide for her? Let's say she's being taken care of by somebody else. Then Yitaka doesn't get the Matthias. Why should he? But Taisa learns that Ava means if if he if she gets him angry to, to, to retaliate, he might marry her off to, to some to some Shmendrik just to, to hurt her. That's what we're worried about. And then in that case, even if he doesn't provide for her, still the Mitzis go to the father. Otherwise, who knows? He can ruin her life forever. Then you might refer to my Sidea, all the earnings go to the father. Why is that? In Nolan, how do we know that? Again, we brought a passage which we learned yesterday and after Omar, in that Mavov, everything that she earns goes to the father. She never says, he has a right to sell her off as a mate. And when he sells her off as a mate, whatever she earns goes to her master. Everything goes to the master. Saying the daughter, since he has full rights over her to sell her off, everything she earns goes to the father. Maybe that's what we're talking about. Maybe only a tanner because he can sell her, he owns all her earnings. This cheshman that you just made, once she's 12 years old, you can no longer sell her. Because if even if he sold at the age of nine, comes 12, she goes free. So surely he cannot, you cannot sell her. So then he has no right to sell her as a slave. How do you know that then he, her earnings as a naira also ends up with the father? Maybe it goes to her. So says, might misstab it, it only makes sense to be have it makes sense if she goes to the father. Why? Because he's talking about the mice the lab If you can tell me that once she's 12 years old, the mice are earning, don't go to the father anymore. The father the trader gave the father the right to marry her off. Now the chuppah, the mimser, the chuppah, the gibra, the chuppah, hechim matzim masla. How can he ever take his daughter and say, take the day off work today because you're getting married? That day is earnings, she's going to lose. Right, it's like a casual work. You only get paid if you work. If you're, if, if you only get paid if you work. If you're not working, you don't get paid. So the father seems to have a right over her, her income because he can prevent her from going to work in order to get married. So if he has a right over her income in order to get married, it means he has rights over her income. Therefore, we know the income goes to him. So that's the most right. Interesting proof. Says the Gemara, that's a proof. Maybe he maybe he has to reimburse her for that day's wages. If he has the right, he has the right to marry her off. But if, she, if, it, if, if it causes her to have, incurs her a loss, he has to reimburse her. Inami or the muscle of Alayla. Nobody works at night, and maybe he, he marries her off at night. Maybe that the father's right to marry her off, but not to cause her a, a monetary loss. Or Inami or the muscle law he gave over to her. He married her off in Shabbos and Yom which is a difficulty because remember in my cutting up test, we learned you can't get married on Yom Tov or Shabbos because we don't want to mix the two Simchas together. So what do you mean he marries her up on Shabbos and Yom Tov when she's not working anyway? There's no income to be lost, but you can't marry her off then. So there's a famous taste there. And taste, first of all, taste says here that this idea of Aim Arvis Simcha Simcha is Mahatayra. 
It's not just Midrabon, it's Matera. And Tate is like this, that there's a famous taste of Mzayin and Aleph, Tate is the Mosulah. Tate says that Tosefis Shabbos Yomtev is Mahatera. You're adding to Shabbos, let's see, bringing Shabbos Yomtev early, an hour early, is Mahatera Shabbos Yomtev, but only insofar that you're not allowed to work. You now do any work that they're doing at Tosefis Shabbos. So it's Mahatera. Therefore, she can't work. On the other hand, but regarding the, the, the idea of Eima Arv and Simcha, the Simcha doesn't start till the actual Shabbos kicks in, till the actual Yamtu kicks in. So Taysa makes a big chiddush here that when we say that you're adding to Shabbos, does that mean that all the dinim of Shabbos start an hour early? Certain dinim start an hour early and certain don't. So the dinal din Malacha starts an hour early. So therefore she can't work anyway. But the idea that not getting married doesn't apply yet. So he can get married to her because this concept of Eima Arv and Simcha, Simcha doesn't exist. And maybe this also explains how can you how can you get to have a chuppah? It's a kinyan, you know, do a kinyan on Shabbos and on Yom Tif. But over here, uh, because it's during the time of Tosis, maybe there are a kinyan. You can only you the rice you can't do, and that's and 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 therefore that's how Tosis learns. So this Tosis establishes a number of interesting halachas which everyone talks about that Tosef is Shabbos is Matayra, and not only just for one second, as long as no, even though Matayra it's a minimum of a minute to add Tosef Shabbos, but if you're an hour, the entire hour becomes Matayra. And on the other hand, it's not in all respects, only to the Easter Malacha. And then taking another answer, maybe you got married with no meal. And getting married without a meal, even though there's a simcha, it's not the same as if you have a reception right after the chuppah. And therefore, the, the, the simcha of a chuppah on its own without a reception is, um, is not the kind of simcha that we say don't uh, uh, mix with blending and with yamtiv because it's a much lesser simcha. It doesn't interfere with yamtiv. Anyway, so the Gemara therefore says, so how do you know that the father ends up with the money from the daughter once she's 12 years old? Eloktano, let's hear you're right. For Oktana, we don't even need a posse to tell you that the father has rights with the daughter. You need a posse to tell me that he gets earnings. Even though the posse is talking about Oktana, but since it's, it's unnecessary Oktana, we have a constant meaning in it. Not for this, it's something else. To, want to expand and say that the father also owns the rights of the girl once she is 12 years old. But for the he cancels all of the daughter and all of the chsibas. He said, "Yeah, we said before that involved the nurei basically washes home with the father." He receives her get if she was merely engaged. Manol, how do you know that? It says the yotz of It says he left. She left the first husband, goes to the second. So we learn here. We learn in gitin kedushin that we have, we compare um, we compare gitin to kedushin. Iskish yitzil lahavoyu. We compare the two together. And therefore, the get we compare the kedushin. The kedushin ends with the father, so to the get. The Ainoichapeda does not eat the fruits of her if she brings in assets, nichsim alike. Then the, we open a trust account, a trust fund, and all the produce money goes there. Why? He doesn't get it. Rabbi disagrees. He says, Yes, the father, just like the husband gets the earnings, so to the father. What's going on here? The Mike and Mifli, what's the argument? Comes to husband, we said, Let him earn the produce. You know why we gave everything that we said the husband. We can have we did it for her benefit how is it her benefit let him keep the produce he's happy so if she gets Hasan captured and taken captive he will pay the ransom Dim came in money with a party because if you're going to say that he's in the toilet field and all the money ends up with her he's not going to pay the ransom he'll say take the money from the trust account pay up the ransom and what's wrong with that and what's wrong with that is what happens the ransom is larger than the money in the trust account he's not going to uh pay, pay from his own pocket so therefore we say Keep all the money, and uh, and the risk is that if she gets captured, you're gonna have to pay. And if it ends up being more than all the money that you accumulated over the years, too bad. You have to pay. That's so we did it for her benefit, and it seems that it did, it did happen 
often enough that this is considered a valuable, this is a considered a, a, a risk that she's happy to, to deal with, uh, happy to give it over to him. When it comes to the father, what are you worried about? The meaning of the leporic, you think a father is going to say, make a whole cheshman that um, <clears throat> a father, even the, the, the father anyway is going to, this is daughter, you think he wants a daughter to languish by these captains? Of course, he's always going to redeem her. So there's no reason to make this special takona that he should end up getting the money. Make a trust account, use the money from the trust account to redeem her. And if it's not enough, there's no question that he's going to, he's going to help his daughter out. Every father is going to have Rahman's daughter and make sure by hook by crook, She'll be freed. However, he disagrees. He holds of Nami He believes that a father also is, is not going to is not going to is not going to. Uh, if he, if you're not going to give me the, the the earnings of a produce that she received from her mother's family, then why in the world should I free her? We use her money if not enough. We'll wait till there's enough. So they're arguing the psychology of how the mindset of a father to a daughter. Interesting. Somebody holds kiss in the kitchen. There's a fund over here. Aluya, we're building up caves of a different nafsha. Let her go redeem herself. Not enough money in the kitty right now. Let her hang around there until there's enough money in the kitty. Nisa says, wonderful father, wonderful husband, married yes, or about that he does eat in the similar like. Tell we learned cost of law. This is very interesting here. This is the idea of a dowry. Cost of law paid is susficatum. So the father of the Kala, in order to entice someone to marry her, gives off a dowry that they should both benefit from in their, you know, in their married life. And he gave her you know, fruits and clothes, and kale, all kinds of utensils. When she gets married, to bring it into her marriage. What happens in Mesa? What happens if she died? <clears throat> um, she died during the engagement. He really wrote the Ray wrote the in the place where you write a by engagement. Ray wrote the wrote all these things that are going to go into the marriage, but she never made it to the chuppah. Then the Tanakhama says the husband is not entitled to any of them, even though he wrote clearly the document that he's giving this to the husband and to the marriage. Not entitled because they didn't get married, even though they got engaged. And his attention was only by marriage. That's the view of the Tanakhama. Abim Shuram Nasan says, Since it was recorded in the Ksuba and they got engaged, that's good enough. And the husband is entitled to all of that. What's going on here? let us say, They're actually arguing in the Machlekes of Rabbalazab and Azaria and the Rabbana. What's the argument there? Um, <clears throat> The question really is, does the Ksuba kick in as soon as they got engaged? The Ksuba doesn't really kick in until they get married. But now we learned, Nis Armla, Nis Garsha, let's say she became a widow, or let's say got divorced. The husband gave a Ksuba, $100, $200, whatever she's entitled to, maybe added some more, and, uh, and they got engaged with the Ksuba, and then he died, or he divorced her. But she get her ksuva or not? Because never consummate the marriage. So this Tana says this am regardless that the, the, the wife collects the entire ksuva. However, if they got married, then he died. Of course, gave But if they merely got engaged, <clears throat> then what they're entitled to the the tonight bezin, which is the din of a ksuba, $200 to a ksuba, $100 a month, that happens. But the rest, all the extra stuff, the rest of the stuff was only the, 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 the extra stuff that he promised her and, 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 and so on and so forth. And the that she promised him is only if they consummate the marriage to get married. <clears throat> um, that's, so clearly, that's the machlekes. Does it, does it all, all the extra stuff happens only to get married or even as soon as they got engaged and Abel Nazai says only after they got married. 
says the Gemara, and, and it would seem clearly. If he died, uh, if she died, and the husband is not is not entitled to any of the, the dowry, holds like a rose of only happens if they got married. And the man, the one says, no, that the husband is entitled to the dowry, even though she didn't make it to the chuppah, as soon as they got engaged, the ksuda becomes active, and, and, and everything they recorded, is you have to comply with. So, no, I can say, I can say that everyone agrees that the that what? That the ksuda becomes active only if they got married, except the $120. So how come the husband can go, how come there's an opinion that says that the husband can collect a dowry even though he never got married? So the so more explains very interesting. The one who says that did not, not the one who says that the husband does not collect part of the dowry at all, holds like the you got to wait to get married, you never get married. But a man the one who says that the husband is entitled to the dowry. So what's going on here? Rabbi Elizabeth, as I said, she's not entitled to the additions in the ksuba if they didn't get married. So why should the husband be entitled to the other side, to the dowry, if they didn't get married? So he said there's a difference between the husband with the wife, with the wife, or the wife with the husband. That's as follows. The ksuba giving from him to her, it's only if they get married. Why? The only reason why he wrote all these extra things is because he, he loves her and, and, and so on and so forth. When is he going to love her? Only they got married. So therefore, he didn't intend to give it to her unless they got married and settled down. I will So he gave her because out of because he he knows he wants he wants to love her, he's gonna love her, and therefore that's gonna happen after marriage. But she, her father, gave the dowry not because of love. He gave out the very fact that he prepared to engage to get married to get engaged to his daughter was already enough to give a dowry. You know, just the fact that the father, the girl, is happy that he took her as a kala, but the fact that they got married. Interestingly, what this opinion says, difference between what the husband's motivation is to give all these extra things and the wife's father. It's not the wife herself, it's the wife's father, why he gives a dowry, just the fact that he got engaged to her. There's a famous Rabbeinu Tam over here, and it's brought down actually in Shulchan Tam, if you look on the side of here, right next to the, the third line, very interesting. There's a whole discussion. What happens if they, they got married and a week later they, 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 it falls apart? Does she get the dowry back? You know, I mean, the Gemara seems clearly here. Once they got married, according to everybody, that's it. Whatever is in the Ksuba, the Ksuba, whatever is in the dowry, dowry. However, legislated halacha lemaisa, he made a halacha. This is called the Takan of Rabbeinu Tam. Bechasen echad was a chasen shemesa ishta. That um, there was a chasen where the wife died. Uh, the father of the Kala was still holding on to the dowry, didn't yet give it over to the Chassan. That the husband has no right to take it because from the Gemara here. Now, was he passing on the Zayi? You have to get married. But then he goes further. Even if the money was already transferred to the husband. If you did not live a year together, we have a concept called Shana Rishen. It takes a year to, um, to develop that relationship. If you didn't live together for a year, the Chazaboy, sorry, you didn't live together a year, then everything, if she died or they divorced, then everything that she brought into the marriage, she takes back with her. You have to live a year before you're happily married. And then Tesha says, the Chazaboy Besef Yom of He changed his mind later on. You don't have to live a year. Once you're married, that's it. However, it brings down Rabbi Tam as an opinion. It's a whole discussion. You know, if, if they get married and very short time afterwards, they divorce, what happens to the ring? What happens to the, to, um, to, to the dowry and everything else? Interesting. Anyway, back to the Gemara. Says the Gemara, um, the father has to, um, 
the what called the husband has to provide for his wife. Tell what we learned. Take through the three takanas we made. And we did this to help out the wife. So this is what this price says, and very interesting lesson. Tiknu Mizoina said, they said, you know why, you know why he should provide for her? Tachas Maisida, in order that he gets her earnings. If you read the price literally, it sounds from here that the main thrust of the law was that her earnings should go to the husband. But in order that she shouldn't be upset, we give her a compensation. You know what the husband should provide for you. But the Gemara, well, another Gemara we have later on, where there's an argument of Hunan Shlakish, can a wife say to the husband, I'm going to earn my own money, and I don't want you to know, and all my money that I earn, I'm going to have my own bank account, I don't want you to interfere, and you don't want to provide for me, I'm happy, I don't need your provision. Does she have the right to say that? The Buddha says yes. In other words, Abhuna holds that the, that the reason why her earning goes to the husband is as a compensation to the husband. He, we want to make sure that she's provided for. So therefore, the main legislation was provide for your wife. The compensation, we are going to tell her earnings go to him, but that's not what the Bryce says here. So Rabbi Huna, who holds that opinion, reverses the, the Bryce here. He says that we will massacre and Maisiyadeh in uh, for her mizaynus. That was that um, we want to help her out. We want to make sure that the husband takes responsibility and takes good care of her. So therefore, but a compensation, if she earns some money, it goes to him. But if she makes a lot of money, more than him, she can tell him go fly a kite. I'm having my bank account. Don't leave me alone. Next thing is ukurasa tachas ksubasa. We said also that uh, that, um, that, um, that, every, that everything that she brings in to the dowry, so to compensate her for that, he has to pay for all her, um, she passed away before him, he has to pay for all that. Um, and the next thing is, uh, sorry, therefore the husband can eat the produce from the asset that she brings in. Says, where does that come in? Uh, who talked about assets or anything else? So anyway, you're right. Chesudim a few words are missing in the brayse. Hachita, this I should learn three things. Tiknu mezaynasah tachem maizida because of the earnings, therefore he has to provide for her. Or the other way around, that because of he has to provide for her, therefore the earnings go to him. Upikayna tachas peiris, and he has since he gets the fruits of the uh, of, of, of the produce of her assets of nixim therefore he has to pay, pay the ransom if she gets captured. And the kavurasa tachas kavasa, and her kavura. For the ksuba. That means that the dowry that he gets, he has to pay for her kvura. What do you mean, therefore, he's the pay? We already explained why he the pay. What do you mean, therefore? I would have thought that, well, that he shouldn't really eat the produce. We should put a trust account. That let's put a trust account and just keep on saving money. Then, in case she ever needs it, let's say she's taken captive, you can pay the ransom. We don't want that. Because what happens if there's not enough money in the kitty to pay her ransom? He's not going to put it in his own pocket to help her out. Therefore, we say, no, you keep the produce. And the chances are that he'll never have to use it for her. But if you do, you have to pay the full amount, regardless of how much it is. It's better for her. We're thinking about her benefit. It's better for her benefit that he gets to keep all the produce of those of those years so that in case he has to pay the ransom for her, he will pay it, even though it might, it might be, it might exceed the sum that he made from her over the years. He won't have enough money. They have to take it in their own pocket and, and ransom her. Says the Gemara, why? Why did we say the other way around? Why do you decide that Mazenus is tagged to Maisidel and Kavura and Taksuba and all that? Let's say, let's say the other way around. Let's say that the that Mazenus that they provide for her and therefore you get the produce and uh, and you uh, you ransom her because you get the earnings. And the and the big afternoon Allah will be if let's say the ransom get the earnings, she cannot say, Don't feed me and I'm gonna keep my own, I'm gonna have my own bank account because it's not the two are not related. So how do you know which way it is? I'm going to advise that by a tiknu, because it makes sense. Matzi le matzi. 
it's common for the husband to provide for her. I mean, you have to provide for her every day. And it's common for a woman to have a job. Clearly from here, the Gemara says that women having, a, women having a job and earning money was very, very common. So therefore, the two joined together. Taking being taken captive is something which is not common. And for a woman to bring assets properly into the, into the, into the marriage is also not that common. Both of them are, are not common, are rare. And therefore, we put the two together. So it's clearly here that women used to work and earn money. But I guess they didn't earn enough to provide for themselves. And therefore, it's for a benefit. The earnings go to her husband and he will provide for you. So right now we're learning it's Omid Rabbanan. The whole idea of providing is with Rabbanan, and therefore we we made a, we enacted a law that he should provide for her, and therefore to benefit him, we gave him the earnings. However, Rabbah says our other tenaim hold that Mahatayda, a husband, must provide for her for her for his wife, and we don't need any special takonis. The time we learn it says in the Pasik by a slave, it talks about it over there. He says that you have to make sure that the that you have to take care and so on and so forth. Right, we say that uh, if you pass it on, if the master didn't, uh, has to make sure that he gave him, you have to give she'eda, ksusa, and anasa. And you shouldn't diminish that. What exactly does she'eda, ksusa, and anasa mean? What are these three things that a husband is obligated to his wife? So we learn she'eda, this opinion says a few opinions. You got to feed your wife. Clear. She'eda means feeding. The word she'eda means feeding, means food. But it says the Navi reprimanded him. It says, they ate the food of, uh, of, 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 uh, of my people. And 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 and, um, and so on. So therefore, we see that she'er means food. Ksusa, everyone knows what ksusa is. There's a cloak, garments. You have to provide closer. And einasa, what is einasa? Zu That is that you have to have conjugal relations. You have to have um, intimate relations with your wife. And how do you know the word einer, which literally means a time? How do you know what that's what it means? It refers to that. And this is what he said that um, Lovin said to Yaakov, if you are going to deny my daughters their um, the intimacy that they deserve. So we see the word means intimacy. But the bottom line is she'er means food. You have to provide for your wife. That's opinion number one. Opinion number two. She'er means having intimate relations. How do I know that? Ish, ish, a person. When talking about the lost of Erva. El kol she'er besad, all your no incest is permitted, all your relatives are forbidden. Legal is Erva. So we see clearly she'er is referring to intimacy. So she'er does not mean food, it means intimacy. Ksusa, everyone knows that means. Kemashmoy. Oinosa elu mazaynas. The word oina, that's, that's mazayna, that's food. Now, how do I know that? We just read the title. Chayin oima, it says, what Hashem do to you? Vayyancha vayarivecha. It says, Vayancha Vayarivecha. It says in the speech Pasha, last week Pasha. Vayancha, that he he, um, he sort of pained you, Vayarivecha made you hungry. So we see that Oina has to do with food. So, so the word, in Halacha, they don't argue, they're just arguing the, the, the derivative, where you learn it out from. But both of them hold, a husband has to provide for his wife. Now, Blazer Yaakov says, Blazer Yaakov says, no, he has a whole different shot. That she'eda ksusvenos does not mean uh, giving food, and therefore that's what they have in the Bryson before. That's only midrabbanon giving food. So how does he interpret she'eda ksusvenos? Very interesting. He says she'eda ksusa lefuum she'eda, depending on on the age of the of the depending on this woman, the age of this woman, the, her physical body. Tank susa, that's the kind of clothes you should give. Don't give to an older person clothes for a young and young and a, a young person clothes of an old. Rashi says that a young person is to wear very large clothing and is very, very becoming for them. And for an older person, it's too heavy of a load, you give her smaller clothes. Whatever it is, you should give clothes that are suitable for her age. That's what Sha'ida. So Sha'ida Ksusa, you put together. It's only with food. Sha'ida means Sha'ida, her age or her body, susa. That's the kind of clothes you should provide her. 
And then we read Oynosa, we take the word Ksusa, we add it to Oynosa as well. Lefum Oynosa, depending on the season of the year. Don't give a winter clothing for the summer. Tank Ksusa, Shalit, and Chadashim, have new clothes, haven't been worn yet, are much thicker, and therefore they're very warm. Don't give her the new clothing in the summer, nor Shachim, old clothes that are completely worn out, but you want to show me when it's very cold and the cold wind goes right through it. Give her suitable clothing. So according to the Rabbi Yaakov, there is no Pasuk about food, and that's what we said before, that's only Midrabbim.